Hello, homies and homegirls. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining today's episode. Today we're going to be doing things just a little different, okay? In previous episodes, I have been sharing my life stories with you. And uh, <laughs> trust me, I do have a lot more of those coming your way. But Coffee and Bread, it's also a space in which I want us to have the opportunity to talk about different topics that I believe are relevant. And yes, I know, what we consider to be relevant is somewhat subjective, right? But for one reason or the other, there are situations that we can't ignore because they have a pretty deep impact in our lives. And if you know me personally, you already know that one of the things that I really enjoy is talking to people. I love sitting down with someone and debate ideas, exchange arguments, not necessarily to change that individual's opinion about something, but just to talk. So every once in a while, you'll notice that I will be uploading a series of episodes called Let's Talk. So this is me sharing my insight on a particular subject. Okay, that was a very long introduction. Uh, so if you're still here, <laughs> thanks for your patience. Today, we will be talking about COVID. But don't worry, um, I am not here to tell you what to do or what not to do, okay? And I'm not going to be talking about any statistics or any scientific research either. The month of March will mark one year after the Canadian government decided to impose a set of restrictions in order to curve down the spread of the virus. And to be honest with you guys, by the looks of it, I think we're going to be dealing with these restrictions for uh, quite a bit of more time. So besides the obvious, are there any other impacts that COVID-19 has brought to our lives? I think the answer to that is yes. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before going any further, I do want to acknowledge all the people that have lost family members and friends to this terrible disease. Honestly guys, my heart goes out to you, and my hope and prayer is that you can find strength and closure in order to continue your life journey. And I also want to say a big thank you to all the healthcare workers that have given their 110% to take care of the sick even to the expense of their own mental and physical health. The first thing that comes to the top of my head when I think of what we have gone through as humanity in the last 12 months is that COVID has added a really heavy emotional burden onto our shoulders. And I am specifically referring to anxiety. Some of us were already dealing with anxiety even before COVID came into the picture. But for others, which, to be honest, I think it's the majority of people, this is the first time experiencing this powerful emotion for a very prolonged amount of time. 
From personal experience, I know that anxiety takes a toll on the mind and the body of anyone who suffers from this condition. And maybe because of that, I have been very perceptive to observe the changes that COVID anxiety has brought to our society. And yes, some of them are pretty obvious, but I want us to spend time thinking about those that we might not have paid too much attention to. For example, have you noticed any changes on your sleep patterns? Or maybe you're dreaming super weird stuff, way more than you would like to. Or what about changes on your energy levels? Meaning, have you noticed that you might be more tired than usual? And the funny thing is that we don't even go out as much, right? Anxiety also changes how we perceive certain places or how we feel about them. Have you noticed any changes on how you perceive your house or your apartment? I mean, wherever you live? Uh, for people who work from home 100% of the time, obviously because of COVID, the house is no longer the place that you look forward to going to once you finish your workday. It's the total opposite for some of us now. The house is the place that we look forward getting away from. On the other hand, think of the people that can't work from home and have to go down to the office. That place represents, in the back of our heads, a threat. We get exposed to the virus, and when we get back home, we expose our loved ones. Anxiety has the capacity to change the most trivial things into a big deal. Here is a quick example of that. When you hear someone coughing or sneezing, which is the most regular thing, how do you react? Here is another thing that I have observed. Media has a huge impact on our perception and our mental health around the subject of COVID-19. I studied journalism and communications at university back in El Salvador. And I want to say that I have a little bit of understanding on how media plays a role in what we know as herd mentality. And listen, guys, I am not here to tell you that COVID is a conspiracy theory <laughs> or anything like that, okay? Full disclosure, I do believe this is real. And unfortunately, I know people that have had COVID and some people that have died out of COVID. Uh, so this is what I'm trying to say. Have you seen the Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire? <laughs> Quick parenthesis. In my opinion, those are the best Spider-Man movies uh, so far. Anyway, I think it's the second movie. There is this particular scene in which Peter Parker is trying to process how is he going to function in society with his new powers? And then Aunt May tells him, with great powers comes great responsibilities. I do think media knows how much power they have. And sometimes I wish that they would use it more productively. Okay, hear me out. This is what I'm trying to say. For example, sometimes I wish I saw more interviews being done to psychologists or counselors 
on ways to cope with the anxiety from being separated from friends and family. What about interviewing a nutritionist on ways to eat better now that we spend more time at home and we have the opportunity to cook? Or maybe interviewing a doctor on how to take care of our elders in these times. I mean, this pandemic has affected them emotionally and physically. Think about it. Some of them have lost any opportunity to stay active because they can't leave the house. Or what about interviewing a personal trainer on how to implement an easy at-home workout routine? Do you see what I'm saying? I am not against the media providing data or updates on how the situation is evolving. But why not use the same spaces to also help people look at COVID-19 from another perspective? The other thing that I have observed is that we can't live without each other. I think the phrase, you don't know what you have until it's gone, fits perfectly to convey what I'm trying to say here. I remember that coming Friday afternoon, of course, before the pandemic, I would be thinking about what I was going to do with my friends over the weekend. Are we going to go for dinner? Are we going to go watch a movie at someone's house? Are we going to go play a soccer match? Are we going to go for coffee and bread? <laughs> Now it's really hard to meet with my friends. I can't drop by their houses for a surprise visit, <laughs> which is something I like to do, by the way. I can't make plans to hang out with them because we are not in each other's immediate bubble. And you might be thinking, well, you guys can still meet via Zoom or video chat or whatever. And that is true, okay? But it's not the same. Let me tell you one thing about Latinos. The majority of us, I would say 95% of Latinos, are very touchy. Okay, <laughs> oh, wait, that came out wrong. What I'm, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, we like to be in close proximity with each other. In fact, one of the ways we demonstrate love to each other is through physical touch. If you have a Latino friend, you will notice that we like hugging our friends and family members. <laughs> and in my particular case, that is very true. And honestly, anyone who knows me very well can attest to that. One of the fondest memories that I have with my grandma was that every Sunday morning when we went to visit her, I was able to give her as many hugs as I wanted. <sighs> I miss my grandma. I really do. In fact, you know, uh, just a couple of nights ago, I had a dream with her. You know how dreams are really weird, right? Uh, she and I were riding this bus, which makes no sense. We never rode a bus together. But we were sitting beside each other, having a conversation. And I had my arm around her. So for those of us whose families are away in another country, friends become that family. And being away from them, or not being able to be around them, becomes a higher challenge. Uh, so next time one of your friends reaches out to you and says, Hey, 
why don't we go for a coffee or why don't we go for a walk? Instead of getting anxious or angry, you know, because you might be thinking, well, don't you know that there are restrictions? Um, instead of approaching the situation that way, ask yourself the following question. Where is my friend's family? Are they away? Because most likely he or she is reaching out because they feel lonely. And I'm not saying that you need to go out for the coffee or the walk. Maybe just talk to them a little longer over the phone or offer them. Do you want to have a coffee via Zoom? <laughs> I know it's not the same, but we can see each other and talk to each other. Here's the truth. Anxiety has the power to instill so much fear in us that we forget being kind to each other. One of the things that I have heard, because I talk to a lot of people, I mean, <laughs> I like talking to a lot of people, is that being away from family and friends has a different impact depending on your personality. I mean, some people like to be by themselves and some other people like myself like to be around others. And I would say that argument has a lot of truth. But yet, there is one thing that we can deny, regardless of your personality. And that is that at some point, your heart will crave for human interaction. And in my particular opinion, that proves that we were specifically designed to be with each other. What do you think of that? Hmm. I think it's an interesting thought, right? But anyway, there you go, homies and homegirls. Those are just a few thoughts around COVID anxiety. I know there might be a bunch of other stuff we could talk about, but we ran out of time, unfortunately. I really hope to see you on the next episode. And in the meantime, be kind to each other. Muchas gracias. Thank you very much for listening to the show. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. But make sure to join us in our next episode, okay? Also, feel free to share this podcast with all your friends, family members, co-workers, your pet, <laughs> anything in between. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at rfj.cuellar or send me an email to coffeeandbread at gmail.com. Hasta la vista, baby. Thank you.